Welcome to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon, where we share amazing Dungeons & Dragons stories with you every two days. Now heading inside the dungeon, we have... How the Crazy Dragonborn Paladin Goes Full-On Murder Mode So, I've been playing D&D for a long time. One adventure, we had switched to advancement points, meaning we gain more from roleplay than combat. So, we built a party based around social ideas, rather than combat builds. I'm playing a pacifist sorcerer, who literally always goes out of his way to avoid a fight, along with a trickery cleric, who was a benign prankster, and a ranger who just wanted to be a chef. The party was fun, and we all seemed to have fun trying to create non-violent ways of beating quests. Then the lawful good murder paladin joined. A dragon-born devotion paladin of Bahamut, he and my character immediately did not get along. My guy's backstory was that he was a brass dragon, wished into human form, who was adventuring to become a dragon again. Murder Paladin accused him of lying and offending dragons with that tail, as this paladin was obsessed with draconic glory. We came across a goblin village. My guy speaks goblin, so obviously I went to talk. I met with paranoia, but the goblins end up being friendly enough. Enter the Murder Paladin. He insists I translate, as he grabs adult goblins and burns them alive with his breath weapon. He grabs the children and threatens them to serve Bahamut or suffer the same. I argue, yelling for the goblins to run away. My party went with the paladin's plan and started gathering the children. I agree, but everyone turned on me fast. They're just goblins, it's not like they're humans. To my guy, these are just children, and he refuses to aid the party. Someone casts tongues, and now the paladin can threaten the children in their own language. The children agree to the paladin's terms, if he'll spare their lives. Once they sobbingly agree, he brands them and chains them up. I argue, how can you be lawful good and do this? The murder paladin retorts, They are evil creatures. I'm giving them a chance to serve my god for the betterment of their lives. They'll be grateful. I wanted to start PvP, but murder paladin had an insane AC due to some magic items and stat building, and my sorcerer is not built for combat. And the rest of the party was now laughing at this debacle, for my sorcerer looked pretty pathetic compared to him. Realizing that there would be no way for my sorcerer to continue to be a member of this party, I said my goodbyes and went my separate way. Next session, I brought in my lawful evil Yon T, who burned all the children to death, by accident, when Murder Paladin was going to sell the children to slavers, to get coin for his church. And, to be perfectly clear, I killed the slavers too. We journeyed on, and my guy found numerous ways to subtly ruin all of Murder Paladin's plans. My Yuan T had an INT of over 20, while Murder Paladin had dumped INT in favor of building entirely for AC. Thus, the player knew I was a saboteur, but the character remained clueless, especially since the party thought it was funny. My boyfriend joined the party soon after, and Murder Paladin left the table, as my boyfriend has a reputation for being a strategist, and thus always gets forced into being party leader. The campaign died soon after, as the party quickly beat the adventure, once he was leading us. It all ended with Murder Paladin and I, who were friends in real life, deciding amicably to not play at the same table again. However, he did join a table where I was DMing, which is a whole other story. So, I put together a public homebrew Curse of Strahd group. I like to encourage creativity, and we ended up with some colorful characters. We had an elven rogue who was struck with a curse, making it so that he could only talk via dancing until he defeated a great enemy and became a hero. A dwarf who swore to kill serial mascots. Having taken down a white rabbit and a leprechaun, he set his sights on killing Strahd, or Count Chocula. A large tiefling gunslinger who smoked cigars and worked to hunt monsters. Yeah, he was Hellboy, and I'm close friends with the dude, so I love the reference. Then Murder Paladin wants to join, and he specifically wants to play that exact character. 
and the player is Hellboy Player's son, so I can't be rude to him in front of his dad. I tried to argue that his paladin was level 5, compared to everyone else's level 1, but the book allows for over 9th level, so after a long discussion I was forced to agree by the party, who just wanted to get started. The first 10 minutes consisted of me vetoing the murder paladin's menagerie of mounts. Giant scorpion? No. Elephant? No. Rhino? More like Rhine hell no. Eventually I tell him that he's been separated from his beasts, by the mists of Barovia, that he will get them back as soon as the one causing the mists is gone. Firstly, the party finds an important NPC, Ismark, one of my favorites. The party ignores his pleas for helping to protect his sister from Strahd. Eventually though, the dwarf gets the idea to observe the sister and trap Count Chocula in action. While the rest of the party took sensible posts, Murder Paladin decides to break into the sister's room and stare at her. She wakes up and freaks out, and he starts threatening to do bad stuff to her. I warn Murder Paladin that his god won't look kindly on that. Murder Paladin claims he's bluffing, that he wouldn't do something like that. Eventually, Ismark and his sister blockade their home from the party and they leave. After doing some searching, they discover the house has been attacked recently by werewolves, who have been spotted around the country. To Murder Paladin, this means very wrongly that the werewolves are causing the mists. So they eventually come face to face with Strahd himself, and Murder Paladin offers him a deal. The party will kidnap and deliver the woman he wants if Strahd will not interfere with them slaughtering all the werewolves. Strahd does not agree to this, but calls them amusing and wonders how long they will survive before he vanishes dramatically. Dwarf blames Murder Paladin for letting his target get away, and PvP ensues. Unfortunately, Murder Paladin wins easily due to the level gap, and Dwarf leaves the table angrily. After that, Murder Paladin pulled out his trusty brand and tells the party that they must now convert to his religion and be marked, or he will kill them all. They all agree and I bite my tongue, planning my next moves. They slaughter all the werewolves. However, when Murder Paladin tries to use Channel Divinity, he feels nothing. Instead of receiving any power from Bahamut, all he feels is cold nothingness, as Strahd's laughter echoes in his mind. This makes him mad, really mad. They eventually come to a place called Argen Vostolt, filled with paladins so holy that their righteous power has sustained them past death, creating eternal revenants who can use radiant power, and they don't fear holy symbols or suffer from turn undead. These paladins, who worship a silver dragon, see Murder Paladin as a profanity after he tries to convince them to be branded and join his army. They fight him and none of the party go to help. He is cut down and the player calls it bullcrap, that I singled him out to die and that it was all unfair. He storms out and his father apologizes profusely. After that, the dwarf soon rejoined and the party progressed through the adventure smoothly. Huh. They got someone that removed the brands. The dwarf killed Count Chocula. The rogue became a hero and his curse lifted and Hellboy got his target. Murder Paladin and I are still friends, but he will never play my table again. Happy ending! Thanks for listening to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon. We'd love to have you subscribe and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Catch our new episode exactly after two days. Until next time!